subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripods Blogs community at tripods.com, Jerry's place for canine amputees and their people. Hello, and thank you for listening to Tripod Talk Radio. Today's topic really hits home with us because we are talking with a couple of experts behind one of the canine cancer supplements we believe helped contribute to our Jerry's two-year survival after his osteosarcoma amputation. When the cancer returned to his lungs, we were able to put him in a clinical trial for canine immunity, a mushroom-based supplement to boost his immunity. You can read more about that at tripods.com. But now, a new and improved Canine Immunity Plus is available, and today we have on the phone with us John Holliday, president of Aloha Medicinals, the largest producer of organic medicinal mushroom supplements, including Canine Immunity. We also have Dorla Swelling on the phone with us, and she is the owner of CanineMedicinals.com, the leading distributor for Canine Immunity. And we'll be hearing from Karen Willis, another satisfied customer who used Canine Immunity with her Boston Terrier, Buster Brown. We've got lots to talk about, and if your dog has cancer, you'll definitely want to keep listening. So let's welcome them to the show and get started. Thank you all for joining us, folks. Thank you. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Thanks a lot for inviting us uh, on your show today. And thank you. This is Renee here, everybody. we we have a lot to talk about, as Jim said, so we're going to jump in. And um, John, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. We want to start with you. Um, I I understand that you started out by growing mushrooms as a hobby. What got you interested in them, and and why did you start uh, Aloha Medicinal? Thanks, Renee. Um, I did start out growing medis- uh, edible mushrooms first for quite a few years, and as I became more proficient as a mushroom cultivator and more interested. Of course, I was reading all of the research papers, and it became obvious to me that the largest use of mushrooms around the world is not for pizzas. Rather, medicine is made out of it. Uh, The largest class of anti-cancer drugs in the world today are all derived from mushrooms, and that's why we decided to start the company Aloha Medicinals, specifically to grow the mushrooms from which we could extract these incredible uh, medicinally active compounds. Wow. So so can you tell us in, in layperson's terms, I know nothing about growing mushrooms or I know a little bit about how they work in helping cancer, but for our audience, can you, can you tell us how, how mushroom therapy can improve quality of life for uh, pets with cancer? Certainly. We have many different varieties of cancer. We talk about bone cancer and blood cancer and bladder cancer. But ultimately what it comes down to 
All cancers are a failure of the body to recognize the aberrant cells. Mushrooms have a, a class of compounds in them which tends to trigger the body's natural recognition response. And when we can trigger the body to recognize those cancer cells as invaders, the body will mount a defense against those cells. And we tend not to have any kind of uh, side effects against our own natural immune response. So really what mushrooms do is they enhance the immune response so that the body itself can fight the cancer rather than trying to treat it with toxic drugs or radiation. Got it. So it's not, you know, we're not saying that, that mushrooms are going to go out and, and cure the cancer, but they're going to help our body fight it and fight the cells from coming back. Is that correct? In our Western uh, medicine philosophy, we don't use the words cure and cancer in the same sentence. We say remission. And the reason for that is when a person or when a dog has cancer, any animal has cancer, you can easily remove the cancer. You can take a scalpel and cut it out. But the thing is you've never addressed the underlying cause that allowed that tumor to proliferate in the first place, and that's the immune dysfunction. So while we only use radiation, surgery, and chemotherapy in America, we're probably the last civilized country to treat cancer that way. Virtually every other advanced country rather takes a two-pronged approach. One is remove the mass of the tumor, however is appropriate, and that's your surgery, chemo, and radiation. But the second prong is to address that immune dysfunction that's allowing the cancer in the first place. This two-pronged approach is always more effective than one or the other. In other words, something like canine immunity is not a replacement for other treatments by any means. It's an adjunct therapy that can added, be added to any other treatment. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining that. You know, when our, when our Jerry started taking canine immunity, I had never heard of mushroom therapy. I asked a holistic uh, naturopath doctor, a friend of ours, about it. And she said, oh, yeah, we use it all the time. <laughs> and and I, I said, what? And because she thinks from a, a, that point of view of the two-pronged approach in treating cancer, she was very familiar with it in, in um, treating her patients. So um, when I found out that, wow, they're using it on humans and, and I can use it on my dog too, I, I thought, gosh, I'm going to give that a try. Um, can you tell me which types of mushrooms are, are most effective in this kind of therapy? All of the mushrooms have um, a component in the cell wall that uh, actuates specific types of immune cells, such as T cells or natural killer cells or macrophages. But each mushroom has a slightly different structure of that molecule. And so the one that uh, will activate a natural killer cell may not activate a, a identifier T cell. The ones that affect the T cells may not affect the macrophages and so on. And so canine immunity and other products of this class are generally made with six different species of mushrooms. 
Um, some of these have common names, some don't, but shiitake, which most people will be familiar with, is in there, and that is actually the source of the third most widely prescribed anti-cancer drug today. And there's uh, Coriolis versicolor, or turkey tails in English. That's actually the source of the number one and number two most widely prescribed anti-cancer medicines in the world today. Then there's also uh, maitake, Grifola frondosa, is the name of that one. One from Brazil called Agaricus blazii, and Ganoderma lucidum, which is probably the oldest uh, used and the most well-known of the medicinal mushrooms. That one is a mushroom that is grown originally in China and now in the United States. Thank you for explaining that. I can tell that you are a mushroom expert. <laughs> um, I would uh, like to hear uh, from, from Dorla now. Um, Dorla, Tell us how you discovered canine medicinals. Well, I'm in a club that nobody wants to be in. My basset hound, Rosie, in 2007, she was 11 years old, and uh, I took her to the vet for um, just a regular checkup, and the vet, Bonnie, heard a heart murmur, and so he sent me to the uh, canine cardiologist, and when I got there, they did MRIs and and uh, she didn't have a heart murmur, but she had um, tumors in her liver, lungs, and stomach. And I was shocked because she'd shown no visible signs. She hadn't lost weight, nothing. So then I took her back to the vet, and he did a biopsy. And he, in her case, there was no point in doing um, surgery. She was, you know, it was too far advanced and our chemo, and he said she had two to four weeks to live. Well, I was, as you can imagine, I was shocked. Here's my dog yeah. that had raised my daughter with and uh, uh, showed no visible signs. So I did what uh, most people like since then I, I know do. I came back and cried and held Rosie, and Rosie looked at me, and I looked at Rosie, and um, then I got on the Internet and uh, started searching because I, I thought, well, there has to be something to be done. So I discovered canine immunity, and I ordered a bottle. I didn't really um, know anybody else that had tried it. I got it, and the vet had told me to bring Rosie back every week so they would know when to put her down, and I was I was horrified. I'd never had to you know, put a dog to sleep, I, I was just, I couldn't even imagine it. So I started giving her canine immunity. I didn't even give her the transfer factor, which was critical, because I didn't know what I was doing. So I just started giving it to her. And I took her back the next week, and she had gained two pounds, which I'd never, I had didn't notice she'd lost weight. She was a little overweight to begin with when it all started. So then I took her back the next week and the next week, and I had, the vet said, well, what are you doing? And I had printed out the information from the Aloha Medicinals website and took it to him, and he kind of rolled his eyes, and I said, well, what do you think? And he said, well, it isn't going to help, but it isn't going to hurt, and if it makes you feel better. And I thought, well, I've got to do something. So kind of to make a long story short, after two more months, he said, what is that stuff again? So he started prescribing <laughs> it. And Rosie lived two more years, and she, she did pass away when she was 13, which is old for a basset hound, and those years were she she was 
great until the end, and uh, we had sweet days and long walks, and I was so grateful for it. And um, then, because it was safe, and I got to know all the folks at Aloha, and it turns out we're in the uh, same town there in Carson City, and so are we, Nevada. So um, then I just had such a passion for it. I saw how much it helped Rosie. And uh, I, so I, I started a website and started a business, and uh, um, now we're just out spreading the word about Canine Immunity and Canine Immunity Plus and, and all of the products. And we have um, the website dogcancer.net and caninemedicinals.com where we have outstanding information and um, total um, um, product support and customer support. So we're we're blogging and and on Facebook and just just doing everything we have we can because we've been right where everyone's at. And we know what how really awful it is to to have that experience. Yeah, if there's one thing that that brings people together is is dealing with with cancer in our pets and you know there's there's so much to know and and you feel so overwhelmed. So it's so helpful to have somebody like you out there who can be a, a great resource for people, um, both on the web and with your customer support. Um, now, one of your, your customers is, is Karen. Karen, uh, we'd like to hear your story about your, your Boston Terrier, um, Buster Brown. Um, I know that he fought a, a really hard cancer battle, and I'm so sorry. I know you lost him recently, but um, we really appreciate you being here today to, to share his story and, and spread the word. Um, can you tell us? Uh, a little bit about um, Buster and, and what led you to Canine Immunity. Well, thank you for your kind words. Buster Brown was the real trooper. He fought the fight. He's the hero. And how yeah. I found this product was through my sister, Sharon, who had uh, discovered it on the web, kind of like Darla did, in that um, she was just desperate for a solution. And so she discovered the Canine Immunity but uh, her veterinarian uh, disc- didn't really like her taking t- her beloved Taja taking the product. But for the for the brief time that she did take it, she did much much better. And but the veterinarian convinced her that wasn't a good idea. It was fighting what he was doing, so she took her off. Mm-hmm. So then, when my Buster Brown. Uh, was diagnosed with cancer, I really didn't have any skepticism at all about putting him on it because I didn't really like what I was hearing. Uh, We were dealing with probably seven different veterinarians, and what was uh, projected to do for that baby was to uh, give him at least two chemo treatments to shrink uh, the cancer that was in his nose, then uh, saw him open, saw his head open with a saw, and pull out the cancer they could, put him back together again, and then 24 radiation treatments. And wow. there wasn't even anyone in Nashville who could administer this treatment. We would have had to have driven back and forth to Knoxville, uh, Tennessee, uh, University of Tennessee. That just seemed more than any of us could bear. And given my sister's um, experience with this, I was happy to do the canine and got great peace uh, after he responded so well. And when I picked him up from the last uh, test, I asked the oncologist, because I had a bottle that my sister had given me, and I asked him if it was okay to give him this. 
We didn't want to start him on it until the tests were finished because we didn't want to alter the results. But after that was done, you know, and he looked at it and he said, it will not help him. It will not hurt him. That was all I needed to hear, that it wouldn't hurt him. And so we started him on it, and he lived um, over five years with cancer. And that is just phenomenal, phenomenal to me that he did that. And until the very end, his quality of life was great. That's the good news. Um, it would have not been helpful for him to have lived and been in misery, but he had great quality of life. And you can read his story on uh, Darla's website, Canine Medicinals, and there's a before picture and there's an after picture. And how I knew it was working, he quit throwing up. He was throwing up probably 12 to 15 times every day. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible time. But, you know, with and, and how Darla guided me, was when we would hit a rough patch, I would call her up and I would say, Darla, this is happening, this is happening. And she would coach me. We would give him extra canine, and he would get through it. So I just am, am totally indebted to these products because it allowed us to keep our precious baby for five years with this product, over five years, actually. And another interesting thing, when he did pass, and I've lost every Boston Terrier I've ever had to cancer, when he did pass, his passing was completely different than the others. He wow. didn't suffer, you know, horribly. It was not bad at all. He was coherent until the very end and looking out for our feelings. It, it was remarkable, even the difference in the way he passed. So I am a fan, and yes, it is a little painful to talk about this, but mm-hmm. it, I want people to know that there is hope. They've got to be diligent. They've got to carry it out and do it. But remarkable results. And I'm so grateful to Dr. I call him Dr. John. Uh, Dr. John and to Darla, I'm just so grateful that they allowed me to keep my baby for as long as I did, and I did not do one thing medically. Because how would you like someone to do that to you just because they could? And even with the best diagnosis, the best, uh, I don't know how to say, the prognosis, maybe if he had reco- if he had made it through that invasive treatment, we might have been able to have kept him a year longer. So mm-hmm. over five years, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful. Thank you. That is, that is an incredible story. I, I, wow. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you know, I, I feel the same way about, about how it helped our, our Jerry. We discovered the products 17 months into his diagnosis, and had we heard of them earlier, I have a, a really good feeling that that he might have lasted a lot longer than he did. We got eight additional months with him after he started canine immunity. But um, I, I know that, you know, your diligence and, and, and following through with, with the protocol for them made such a difference for Buster Brown. That is, oh, that is an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing he was that. Ama- he was an amazing dog. Darla knows. She talked to him. She, we would be <laughs> talking and Darla would talk to Buster Brown. <laughs> uh, she, she was just a sweetheart in coaching me through. She understood how I felt and, and it was just a horrible time in the beginning, but I'm so glad to have gotten to know her 
and Dr. John, I just I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And 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 I even though Buster Brown is gone and I don't have another one right now, I promote the products to anyone who will listen because it will help them and it will help their pet and they will enjoy their life together. Yeah, I I honestly believe that too. Thank you so much, Karen. Um John, let's let's get back to you for for a minute. Um you know, mushroom therapy, like like I was saying, I hadn't heard of it, and and most people hadn't heard haven't heard of it until they're faced with cancer. And when we talk to our vets about it, you know, a lot of them are still saying, "Oh, I don't know. They're they're leery. They're suspicious." Um, how can we as pet parents talk to our vets about trying canine immunity and and how can we show them that, yes, there are people elsewhere in the world who are using this type of therapy and it's successful? Uh, are there specific studies or resources that we can point our vets to so that you know, they might be more receptive to the idea? Uh, yes, Renee. We ran a, a year-long clinical trial on four different types of cancer on quite a large number of dogs uh, that was conducted at one of the largest canine uh, oncology centers in the country, in Santa Fe. And that report, which was published in the scientific journals, is available on dogcancer.net. I think Dorla can tell you which Mm -hmm. link to click on. Mm -hmm. Which link is that? Yeah, just go to, it's on both the canine medicinals and the dogcancer.net websites. Um, There's a little tab that says dog cancer research, and then under that, you'll see a hyperlink, and all you have to do is click on it. It'll take you right to that PDF document, which is that research paper, and it's very interesting. I think that any veterinarian that reads that, there'll be no question. It's kind of a shame that here we are in the 21st century, and in many ways, we're still treating cancer kind of in the dark ages. And sometimes people get a little confused when they hear something like mushroom therapy. Mm-hmm. But let's relate it to something that many of the listeners will be familiar with. How about cholesterol drugs like uh, Lipitor or Crestor, or one of these that are used for lowering uh, cholesterol? You know where they come from? Mushrooms. No. Really? The reason, yeah, directly, directly <laughs> extracted from oyster mushrooms. And the reason that they're not called mushroom therapy is because these are patented pharmaceutical compounds which have trade names. Or how about things like penicillin or tetracycline or cephalosporin antibiotics? See, the fungal kingdom, which includes yeasts and mushrooms, that's the largest source of all of our pharmaceutical drugs all around the world. And so since these compounds or since this method of therapy has not been approved in the United States, uh, these things can't be sold in this country as drugs, even though they are all over the world used as drugs, but in this country they're sold as dietary supplements. And really that's what it is. It's it's almost um, perhaps providing a key nutrient factor that is lacking in our diets here, which is allowing this cancer to spiral out of control. I mean, 50% of the dogs in the U.S. die of cancer. It's a terrible statistic. 
And I think first and foremost, we need to really address what are we feeding our dogs? And secondly, give them the things that are required for their bodies to have a natural resistance to these, to cancer and to the other diseases that we're all susceptible to, us and our dogs. I agree with that completely. I, my, my jaw is just hanging open here. That was such great information, John. Thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Um, Dorla, you know, when it, when it comes to looking at, at products like canine immunity and, and mushroom therapy in general, many pet parents will instantly go for the least expensive product because money is a big concern when you're, when you're dealing with pet cancer. And that's understandable. Um, but what are some ways that our, our pets can receive the, the benefit of canine medicinals if, if money is a big concern? Like, for example, can we give it every other day? Or are there ways to reduce the financial impact? Um, because, for example, a lot of our members have giant breed dogs, which, as you know, um, can be really costly when it comes to treating cancer. So what, what are some of your tips uh, in that area for, for pet parents out there dealing with this? Well, having been there myself, and at the time I initially went through it, I, I wasn't selling it, so I, I've been right there, and I know what it's like. Um, first of all, I think that uh, Canine Immunity and Canine Immunity Plus are a bargain. I think that, um, you know, the, the price point for that is very reasonable. Uh, we have information about diet on our website. I would absolutely, John's the expert on that, but from my own experience, I had always fed Rosie good dog food, but I changed her diet and cooked for her. Um, now, my experience, and I'm not saying this because I sell it, but I would not go to every other day, if anything. I upped Rosie's dosage. Um, there are, uh, on both of our websites, information of, about places that will um, uh, help and assist with, um, you know, medications and canine immunity and that sort of thing, and certainly, um, you know, financial assistance. And, and we work with people. It's our goal to help uh, and to make these products accessible to everyone. Um, but I, I wouldn't give it every other day. I would give it every day. Uh, I wouldn't cut back. There are certainly some other businesses that sell something that they claim is the same product, but uh, I, I just know that Aloha Medicinals, all of their products are made. I've been in their plant repeatedly. They're made to the highest standards. Uh, you know, their their mushrooms aren't coming from China, and they're, I totally trust their products. So I, I wouldn't cut corners um, I'd probably cut back on something for myself before I'd cut back uh, on something for my dog. But I think Canine Immunity, Canine Immunity Plus, and diet, from my own experience and from that of uh, talking to thousands of customers. I'm I'm not a vet, and I can't prescribe. I mean, when Karen was talking about, uh, you know, all our conversations, you know, I was sharing my own experience, and that's really all we can do. But uh, that would probably be my best advice. Thank you. That, I, I appreciate that. A lot of people uh, wanted to, to know about that question. Um, and, and one uh, question that we get a lot is, is can mushroom therapy, canine, canine medicinals, can, can the product be used during chemotherapy? Uh, a lot of oncologists will say don't give any supplements at all during chemo. 
Um, are there any interactions that you know of if they're given at the same time? And, and this is a question for either you, Dorla, or John. Uh, let me take that, Dorla. Absolutely. Use it during chemotherapy. Therapy. Absolutely. That is how it's used on the human side primarily. The reason is it reduces the side effects of the chemotherapy, which really leaves more options open for the oncologist. When they don't have the side effects, the oncologist can prescribe secondary drugs, increase the dosage, uh, continue the dosage for a longer period of time, all of these, of course, which lead to better outcome from the chemo. So yes, by all means, use it during chemo. Thank you for explaining that. And and what about cats? Uh, can cats can cats use your product? Actually, we have never done any research on cats, so okay. I can't rec I cannot recommend it for cats. No, we don't know what would happen with cats. No, we get a lot of uh, cats lately joining us, so um, they've they've all also had questions, um, and are there any other uh, like let's say. Uh, Apple cats. Dorla, I know that that is one of the products on uh, Canine Medicinals. Um, can the two products be used at the same time? Uh, well, John's probably the best one to answer that, but yes, okay. um, I'll turn it over to him. But we, we do do believe that would be a good choice. Yes, Apple caps are an excellent product, and they work on cancer by a little different mechanism. Um, formulated by really one of our foremost experts in this field of veterinary medicine today, uh, Dr. Damian Dressler. And we've seen exceptionally good results when Apocaps and the Canine Immunity or Canine Immunity Plus are used together. And we, Renee, we do have Dr. Dressler's book on our website, and, and it is, gosh, it's a wonderful resource. If your dog has been diagnosed with cancer, it is just a fabulous resource for anyone. Uh, oh, I agree completely. That is the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, and, and yes, I, I'm constantly referring to that book when people have questions. So, And uh, Karen, uh, let's, let's end this with, with your story. Um, you know, Buster Brown had just such a great life with you, and, and even though you had your ups and downs with this, this cancer battle, you know, I know that there were some positives that came out of it. What is the number one piece of advice you want to give to pet parents who are facing cancer with their dog or cat? Um, how, what would you say to them? Uh, trust their instincts. Not necessarily listen to uh, what, for, as I said before, I was dealing with probably seven different doctors, and they all had different ways of treating it. But my instincts told me to listen to Dr. John, and that's what I did. And just trust your instincts. Uh, be diligent. Got to be diligent. Uh, we did not miss a dose from uh, August the 13th, 2008, until November 26, 2013. You got to be diligent. And uh, from my understanding, uh, a canine even has another product now that is even easier to administer. But we did not change because Buster Brown had been having such good results. What we were doing, we just did not change. So four times every day, we gave that baby his, his medicine. And so I would say trust your instincts, uh, okay. be diligent in the administration of the product, 
and then just enjoy your baby for as long as you can. And you'll be amazed at the results you will get. Oh, thank you for that, Karen. We really, really appreciate that. And thank you, Dorlin. Thank you, John, for being here today. Thank you, Renee. Thank yeah, you, Jim. Yeah, thank you, Renee. Thank you so much. We're going to need to wrap this up, and I want to thank you for the information. For more details about the science behind canine immunity, listeners should visit alohamedicinals.com. And if your dog has cancer, please visit caninemedicinals.com for more product information about canine immunity or to download your free report titled Top 10 Things to Know When Your Dog Has Cancer. Find more feedback from users and real-life stories about fighting cancer with canine immunity in the Tripods blogs and forums at tripods.com. And until next time, you can find all Tripod Talk Radio podcasts at downloads.tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts. And claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.